that is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Here we're ready to go. You got me, Kyle, who's sitting across from me. Eric, Eric is sitting. I didn't know if you wanted me to answer that or if you were going to come up with your own little name. I, I don't know. Nah, because you know why? Thirty-three years ago today, today in a world where Eric Creech did not yet exist, he came into this world, and his parents named him Eric Creech. So sitting across from me, ladies and gentlemen, on his thirty-third birthday. Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. Mr. Eric Creech, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear a round of applause. I know you're clapping along, you know, your cubicles and your cars. Put your hands back on the steering wheel. Don't wreck. Please don't wreck because of that. But give Eric a shout out if you missed it. Give him a call. Like, you know what? It's her podcast. Happy birthday. He's five, five days later. Five days later. <laughs> hey, it's better than not getting it at all. Technically, it's still like your birth month. So you've got. Tons of things to be excited for. Sure, absolutely. You know I mean, you've already got an escape room booked for Saturday. For Saturday, that's exciting. We're going to go in. You were telling me before we started recording, you accidentally uh, booked it for today. Thank goodness they changed it for me because we're not there. We're recording a podcast. No, it's it's too late to escape. We didn't even get in the room before they locked it. So, yeah, long story short, we're back. We're, we're back. We're better than ever. And we're hoping... Well, go ahead. You had the finger. You were ready. You had another no, we're, we're excited. We're excited. We're always excited because if we're you're not excited, excited, why are you talking about it? Heck yeah. I mean, so uh, today's episode. Well, wait. One thing about that oh, escape room. One thing about the escape room. Okay. I don't know. At this point, when people are listening, we may still be trapped in an escape room. This is true. It depends if we escaped or not. Might want to check on our well-being come August 19th if you haven't heard from us in two days. We're in the Amaze Rooms Escapes. Uh, the prison break room mm-hmm. in we're Raleigh. S- we're still trying to get out. That we'll, well, we'll be there with producer Ricky and uh, Kyle's uh, lovely wife Erica. So. To be fair, I don't know if we'll still be there because I believe the description said if we don't get in time, our execution is the next day. So we're trying to escape before we get executed. So we may just not be here in general at that point. The really cool thing is if that comes to pass, mm-hmm. really sad. Mm-hmm. But we still have, we'll have three more episodes mm-hmm. already recorded, so you can get to hear at least three more episodes of the What the What podcast. Uh, we got to find somebody, though, that's held responsible. Because if you and I and Ricky are all gone, who's going to post it? No, they're already, they're automatically posted. Oh, so you already put them. I've already put them in the, in the thing. They're great. already ready to go. Great. They'll be if ready to something go. something happens to us in the next three three weeks, we still have a podcast that will come out without me and you having to be alive. Nice. As long as there's money in the account mm-hmm. to, to pay, you know, the hosting fees at, you know, at that point. Let's aim for that. So. You know, when we're, you know, 120 years old, let's go ahead and have another 40 podcasts recorded so that way. We should go ahead and have a uh, podcast that's going to be set to record. Uh, like go out like in 2058 or something. That's true. Hopefully the internet still works then. They haven't, you know, moved yeah. on to other things. Hopefully Podbean's still around. So anyway. Anyway. Long we're story here. short. We're, we're here. back and better than ever. We're excited about today's topic. It's uh, one that I've coined back to school. Back to school. You now, literally went back to school two days ago. Well, back to work for me. I'm, it's still I'm, a school. It's still a school. I work at a school. That's true. Um, this week we wanted to explore different media types as it relates to School. Yeah. So I propose let's go with a TV show, mm-hmm. a movie, and a mm-hmm. song. Yep. That all represent something to do with school. Um, would this be considered a what versus what? I titled it what versus what. 
So we'll put the poll up too. We'll put a poll. We'll up. put the poll up, and we can see if my what is better than your what. And I feel like I don't know what your what's are yet. I don't know. Right. But I feel like more than likely they're going to be two different, completely what's. So it'll be hard. Absolutely, because I I was just you know thinking what I don't even know what yours will be. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I'm, changed my mind. I was writing things down. I had it all done yesterday, and I changed my mind today and changed it to different something else. I so. finalized my list literally an hour and 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've just gone back and forth on a, a lot of different things. Um, there may not be a poll-up if we don't escape the room and we get executed. That's true. And we'll just see if this is really like far off. Or maybe you can still do a poll. Like, Which yeah. do you relate to more, I guess? Like, yeah. There's no winner or loser there. It's just yeah. which, you know, how do you, what do you do? What do you like? Cool. So I'm going to let you start our list. We're going to start with the TV show. What TV show do you have that represents school? Okay. This is the one, or at least one of the ones I went back and changed. Because when we first discussed You were going to do Recess originally, right? I was right? going to do recess. recess. I was expecting Recess here. I literally had typed up a whole paragraph about Recess, and I deleted it yesterday, or uh, this morning. It, this better be good. Um, well, it is for me. Uh, recess, totally. I love that show. Uh, I remember I have great memories going and watching it on... Uh, Disney's one Saturday morning at my grandma's house or my granny's house. I had all that written down, all this stuff about it, and then this other one hit me, and so I switched it. We are still in the uh, cartoon world. Okay. Uh, but we are joining Classroom with Mr. Doug Funny. Doug Funny. Doug from Nickelodeon, later to be known as Disney's Doug. Uh, Doug was Yancey Funny. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, the first time I saw this cartoon, I want to say it's one of the first cartoons that Nickelodeon put out whenever they kind of did a big revamp. I know Rugrats was out and some other stuff, but Doug was not far behind if he wasn't one of the first ones they did. Uh, my first name is Douglas, and so I didn't know many other people aside from my dad, whose name was Doug or Douglas. So the fact that this cartoon character had my same name, even though I didn't like to claim that name often, it was cool and had my attraction. But once I actually first started watching it, I really just started loving the show. Uh he had a lot of school scenes. The show didn't take place only in a school, but often they did show, you know, his cartoon, you know, I thought to say he was like in middle school at first and then later it showed him in high school and stuff. Uh, but it did have other scenes. There's certain parts that I really remember. Uh, he was doodling the teachers in classroom one time and he didn't mean anything or any ill will or anything towards it. Just, he was jokingly just doodling them. Well, somebody caught wind and started printing them up and posting them all around school. And then next thing he started doing it, uh, and I, he got in trouble for that and everything else. Well, it turns out like the guidance counselor loved it and turned it into like, new shirts or something. I don't remember. Right. Uh, but I remember seeing that and remember doodling in class, and it made you know reminded me of that. And also, I took after Doug, where I loved that Doug kept a journal. Yes. I didn't know any. You know, you heard diaries, and I had an older sister. You know, I'm sure she had one. But uh, I always wanted a journal like Doug had. And if, if I'm right, it honestly was a little bit more like a uh, what is it? A uh, trapper keeper, almost. Okay. Where it yeah. was open up and had a whole flap that covered. I remember I would talk to my parents. My dad would get me, you know, a little like business type thing, but it wasn't quite the same. But I would still keep notes in it, and write in it, and draw in it, and do all sorts of stuff. I also remember during his class he would uh, create Quail Man and stories about Wanana Jack Bandit. Okay. Uh, and so that also got me into drawing things and drawing characters and superheroes and comics and stuff like I talked about in a different episode. Uh, but I just remember all that. I remember him getting into some trouble. Uh, he was usually a really good kid. He wasn't somebody that went out looking for trouble, but he did get into things. And there was a lot of, across the whole show, it showed a lot of things where either dealing with, you know, 
government officials, you know, nothing crazy, but like one of the girl's dads was, you know, something, a big businessman. And then you had the mayor vote for me, the mayor, uh, right. Mr. Dink, the neighbor. You also had a lot of run-ins with uh, Roger Klotz, the local bully. Uh, but a lot of stuff that reminded me about that, you know, you had a wide variety of characters on that show and especially in his school. But, you know, he has a blue best friend who makes weird sounds, uh, Mr. Dink's a crazy neighbor. His sister is all into poetry and acting and drama. Not like drama and gossip drama, but like drama, Shakespeare drama. Right. Uh, I remember that being one of the first times I came across anybody with that type of thing. Um, he also had a great relationship with his dog, Porkchop. Porkchop, yes. Uh, it's almost like how you have Charlie Brown and Snoopy. You had Doug and Porkchop. Uh, Are you going to mention Patty Mayonnaise? Patty Mayonnaise, the love of, this, of Doug's life, banging I- on a trash can. Strumming on a street light, strumming on a banjo. I don't remember the next line. I don't either. I, well, yeah, uh, I just recently bought a Patty Mayonnaise um, Funko Pop. Nice. So, is she a Disney one or a Nickelodeon one? I'm not she really sure. Shorter of, hair or long? I think she has shorter hair. I think it may be Disney. Either one. Yeah. Some people out there didn't really like it when Disney bought the rights for it and it started playing like one Saturday morning stuff. I loved it because it was an extension of a show I already liked. Uh, a lot of the school stuff though. Something that really stands out to me, and this is honestly the reason I chose Doug over recess. Uh, Doug has an emotional moment whenever it comes time for graduation. And right. I want to say it's like eighth grade graduation okay, the first time, but I do think they cover both. But I remember him going through something where he's kind of realizing that his friends are moving on and doing different things and moving and going elsewhere. And he's afraid. And I guess maybe there's a possibility of going to different schools or stuff. But I remember him looking back over the great times that he has had up until that point at that school and everything else with his friends and getting nervous to move forward. Uh, I really remember that and I relate with that because for the longest time, I would tell you eighth grade was probably my favorite year out of schooling. Uh, I finally really started to have a real close relationship with a lot of friends and hanging out more, going, you know, constantly being on the go and doing stuff. It was a little bit of freedom, I guess, I was starting to have. And I remember that, being a little nervous because, you know, by the time you're in eighth grade, you know, people are kind of looking up to you a little bit. And now you're about to jump into this whole new pond of high school. Uh, but I remember he was really nervous and he was overthinking like I do a whole lot and thinking the absolute worst case scenarios where people are going to go on and forget all about him and, you know, their friendships would be ruined and everything else. But I remember he finally kind of talks to Patty. He talks to Skeeter, I think, but he ends up showing up for graduation. I remember like the Macho Man's music playing. I'm horrible at remembering names of that. Pomp and Circumstance. Yeah, see, every time that I was involved with anything like that, I automatically was like, oh, this is Macho Man's music. Oh, yeah. But uh, I was excited about that, but I could hear it clear as day, uh, Principal Bone. And it's funny because, you know, we had a a social studies teacher called Pierre Bone, or not called, that was his name, Pierre Bone. So Mr. Bone, we had a Mr. Bone, Doug had a Mr. Bone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I can hear his voice, whoever played that character's voice, saying, Douglas, you ain't so funny, as he's walking across <laughs> the stage. Um, and it just really hit me as a kid, just knowing that I had that same type of emotion. Um, and it really reminds me of my eighth grade graduation, where we sang Remember Me This Way from the Casper movie. We also sang I that think, song the year before. Your, I think your aunt, who was our music teacher, was. I think she just reused it. We had to change the second verse. Oh, yeah? Because, I think um, we may have. Because of copyright issues. Mm. Um, and like we changed it to something like, going back to high school, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I mean, but it was different than the original song. Gotcha. I feel like most people did. They're like, hey, this works great. Casper's out. Kids love this song. Let's use it for another 10 years. We're actually talking about Casper in a couple of months. Nice. Yes, we actually are. I'm excited about that. We can talk about that song. 
Yes, we will because I love that song. I have stories, but I we'll talk about it. But anyway, just an emotional thing. But I just love Doug. I loved him as a character. I loved that he would go and have this big giant imagination of these characters and just things that he would make up and adventures he'd make up. I'm sure I would love Doug. I didn't have cable. Mm. I didn't have satellite growing up, so I missed out on Rugrats. I missed out on Doug. Missed out on Ren and Stimpy or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. My only uh, cartoons were through like the WB or Fox Kids uh, TV networks yeah. um, and whatever played on Saturday morning. So I'm sure I would have enjoyed Doug, mm-hmm. um, but just no experience with him. He's on Hulu now. Get you a Hulu account. I have a Hulu account. There you so. go. Uh, Doug's on. There. I think Doug's on there. I know Rugrats is on there. Well, cool. Well, my TV show. Yeah. What you got? Uh, is also on Hulu. Okay. All six even. All six seasons of this show. Does it start with a P? No. No, actually, wouldn't have any reason to start with a P. No. That's, no. What were you thinking? It's like, just because it's your, one of your favorite shows ever. That's not and a, it's on Hulu. But it's no, not. No, it's on Amazon Prime. It's anyway. not on anything right now. Oh, they take it down again? Yeah, we'll talk about that in uh, the underrated TV oh. shows episode. Um, spoiler well, alert. <laughs> so On to you. What um, do you got? Community. Community. Community, yes. which actually takes place at a community college. I went to one of those. Two um, of those, actually. And it show, it, the show follows a study group. And uh, the study group was formed when Jeff Winger, who mm-hmm. is a lawyer, um, one of the professors actually knows him at the community college. He's like, hey, I thought you had a degree from Columbia. He's like, yeah, now i got to get one from America. <laughs> so um, like he had faked his way through law school and had uh-huh. a fake degree. Now he's going to go back and get his actual degree because he was you know, not actually a member of the bar. Gotcha. And uh, he's trying to slack his way through four years of community college to get that, uh, that undergrad degree. And he forms a study group with the hope that he could – date one of the study group members mm-hmm. um, and they are studying Spanish. And, but then the next year it's like anthropology. Like they, the classes change from year to year because gotcha. they're not taking Spanish all the way through uh, for four years of community college. Um, but it follows them. And I just love this show because it's known for its meta humor and its pop culture references. And if you know me, I love pop culture. I love the parodies. I love anything that's quotable. Um, I love the insane adventures they go through. And I just want to give you a synopsis real quick of some of the adventures they went on just in the first three yeah. seasons. Okay. Um, this show lasted six seasons. Um, and we're still waiting for the movie because there was one scene where, um, Abed, who is your pop culture nerd, um, he loved this show called The Cape, which only lasted one season on NBC. And Jeff was like, that show's going to last three weeks. And he's like, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> so community got the six seasons. We're just waiting for the movie now. Gotcha. Um, but here are just uh, a few adventures they went on just in the first three seasons, which were the best three seasons. Um, they had a paintball episode that paid homage to action movies. They had a mafia movie. They had a, a My Dinner with Andre Spoof. That was framed as a pop, uh, pop fiction or pulp fiction episode. Nice. They had a Law and Order episode. Uh, they had another paintball episode that was two parts that spoofed both the Wild West and Star Wars. Hmm. They had an episode early in the first season that spoofed Dead Poet Society, which you'll hear on What the What in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, an episode where uh, they're celebrating Green Week, so they bring in the band Green Day. Nice. But it's Green Day with an E on uh. the end of day. It's an Irish folk band, though Dean didn't really understand that. So <laughs> he brought in an Irish folk band for Green Week. Um, a- an episode mocking conspiracy theories. A Christmas episode that is completely done in claymation. Nice. Another awesome. Christmas episode that is poking fun at Glee, where they're, where they're trying, they all get sucked into the cult that is the Glee Club, and <laughs> they're doing the Christmas pageant. Uh, an- 
an episode devoted to Dungeons and Dragons, nice. which is one of their best episodes, uh, a political debate episode, which is much better than the political debates you're going to see on TV over the next 14 months. I can believe that. Much more hilarious. Um, let's see. A clip show. Most, most TV shows have clip shows where they show you clips from the previous season or mm-hmm. in the past or whatever. Except for this clip show had all new clips that we hadn't seen, and they nice. framed it as going down memory lane. I mean, it was completely like, okay, oh, this is a clip show. No, wait, this is new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an episode about a secret garden with a trampoline. And it's just, they found this well. random trampoline, and they're jumping on it. And it's another one of their better episodes. Uh, a couple of fake documentaries. A Ken Burns-style documentaries documenting the civil war between Troy and Abed and their pillow and blanket fort war. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ridiculous stuff. They had a heist episode, an episode that takes place almost entirely as a 16-bit video game, <laughs> uh, and possibly its best episode called Remedial Chaos Theory in the Third Season, where an episode is split into seven different timelines based on which dice number got rolled, and you'll have wow. to watch it to see how it got split into seven. And all of this only in the first three seasons. And, I mean, I'm looking at the show and I'm thinking, if going to college was this fun, I may have never left. I wish this show would have been out a good five years earlier. Mm -hmm. Because I would have tried to do some of these things at Barton College. But do it now. Well, no. You're at a school now. Elementary school. I'm not not shooting. My job is on the line here. At at Barton, I just get expelled and go somewhere else. Well, that's true. Um, so I know underrated TV shows is an mm-hmm. episode where, uh, that'll come out in two weeks mm-hmm. after this episode. And the only reason this show is not on that list is because it's on this list today. Nice. It is okay. my fav- one of my top three, four favorite TV shows. And I'm still trying to get people to watch it. I'm trying to get you to watch it. I'm trying to get was, Ricky to watch it. I was it. literally about to say, I've seen it on Hulu multiple times and almost clicked on it multiple times. It is but I was well, nervous to start a whole other series no, no, of something. Well worth your time. Watch this show. If you've never seen Community, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. It has um, Joel McHale, has uh, De- um, Donald Glover, who's also known as Childish Gambino. Uh, Chevy Chase is in the first uh, four seasons. Nice. As Pierce Hawthorne. I mean... All-star cast, just an all-star cast. Um, I will check this out. When here's, the, here's a little trivia for you. The uh, directors of Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War, Captain America uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, they got their start on this show. Nice. So well, I'm going to go home tonight, and if Erica's not watching like Forensic Files or some like super haunted, scary movie show, I will turn it on community as I eat dinner. Awesome. Well, as, I'm excited. As, For, in honor of your birthday. Thank you. I will turn off whatever she's watching. Not even ask her. I'll just turn it off. You know, you may split my marriage up, but we're going to celebrate your birthday. I think Erica would love it, too. I think she probably If she would enjoys too. our banter, yeah. she'll enjoy this show. I figured she would. Erica cool. loves things like I do. To quote Abed, cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. All right, so next is uh, movies, movies representing um, schools. What do you have for us, Mr. Whitley? Well... Same way as before, I had my obvious movies that came to mind, and then I had one that came to mind and wouldn't leave. I don't know that you've ever seen this movie either. It was a Disney Channel original movie. So probably not. probably (laughs) not ever seen this movie. A movie called Brink, with an exclamation point. I've heard of Brink. You've talked about Brink. I love Brink. Yes. I literally, years ago, before the world of like Amazon Prime and things existed, I looked up trying to find a copy of Brink. Because, it's like I said, it was made... For Disney Channel, this is back in like the golden days of Disney Channel where once a month they would release an original movie on the channel. Okay. You've got amazing movies like Motocross, a bunch of other stuff on there that came out that time. I found a VHS copy of Brink at the time years ago. 
selling for well over $100 on eBay. Okay. I did not buy it. I've since bought it on Amazon Prime. I have it digitally now. Uh, but Brink is following a high school student. His Andy Brink Brinker. Okay. Uh, him That's and his a great friends. name. It is. Uh, but it's following him. Well, Brink's kind of his, like, just known name. They call him Brink short for Brinker. So his, his parents didn't middle name him Brink. But either way, uh, he's into inline skating. This movie came out, I want to say, in, like, 98. Somewhere, yeah, 98. Uh, at the time, skateboarding's at an all-time high. Rollerblading, everything extreme. BMXing. I love stuff like that. Andy Brink Brinker was a rollerblader, inline skater. And I don't mean he was just down, you know, dancing and skating at, you know, your local rink. He's the one flying off of ramps, going down rails, mm-hmm. going through traffic. Everything's big at this point. Uh, the episode begins, I think, with him and his friends meeting up, skating all the way across town to the local skate park and skating. But the dude is just super relaxed. He's super, like, positive about everything. Uh, he's starting school the next day. It shows him waking up that morning. He is super pumped. His dad's like, yo, you know, whatever. And he's like, yo, dad, what up? And his dad's like, English, that's what's up. Like, stop. Like, his, his dad just does not care about him being some cool dude. Like, And the thing about Brink, too, is he's not cool in the way that he just overly thinks he is. He's just naturally a cool dude. He's just happy, positive, loving dude. His dad just doesn't get that. His dad's, you know, your typical get to work, get a job, whatever. What are you doing with this skating mess? Get out of here. Uh, he gets to school. Loves first day. Him and his friends, they're called soul skaters. Okay. That's what they call themselves. He's got three other friends, two soul guys and a girl. Soul skaters. Yeah. Uh, they do it for the fun of it. They're not in it trying to make a living off of it, not trying to get money off of it. They just love skating. They love doing it. It's their passion. That's what they love to do. Uh, so they go to school. Well, you come to realize there's another crew of skaters called Team X-Blades. These four or five kids are all sponsored on the X-Blades team uh, they're all your typical, if you were to watch a movie years before, you'd have your nerds and your jocks where you'd have the jocks come in super cocky, just jerks. You hate them. They're built for you to not like them in the yes. movie. Well, that's who team X blades is. Uh, their lead guy, Val. I already hate them. Yeah. Team Val. You just hate him. You hate his perfect hair. He Stupid comes in foul. here. Uh, but they come in, they play jokes back and forth with each other. And then you know what? They're going to battle. You're talking beef. They're going to battle. So the, what do they do? They have a, uh, a skating race through the school camp or school area or whatever, going down rails over trash cans, everything else. It's a tag race where you got the, I'm going to drill down this rail, tag you. You're going to go to the next section. It's a marathon we're talking here. Uh, they do that. They get in trouble. He gets suspended first day of school. And his dad's, you know, once again, Brink's going on and on, talking like, Dad, you know, Val and his crew, they came up through beef, so we had to battle, so we threw down. And he's like, don't they teach English at your school? He's like, what am I saying? You haven't been there long enough to even find out. You got expelled or suspended or whatever. Anyway, it's a typical movie like that. You see these type of things. But then uh, Brink's dad, a backstory on him, he's a contractor. He's a man's man that, you know, just loves to work, support his family. He's also, you know, he's married. He's got a daughter as well that's younger than Brink. Uh, his dad got injured at a recent uh, construction job, so he's not able to work. The doctor won't release him to go back to work yet. They're having some financial struggles. Uh, Brink and them... You know, like I said, they're all about just skating for fun. Well, the opportunity comes up during this battle at school. Yes. Uh, Boomer from Team X Blades falls and hurts himself, strains his leg, can't skate in the big competition coming up. That's what you get for fighting, Boomer. Well, they weren't fighting. They were skating. Excuse me. Hashing out some beef. Excuse me. That's what you get for hashing out your beef while skating, Boomer. You will know who Boomer is. Boomer is played by Walter Emanuel Jones. 
Yes, Do you know who Zach, that is? the Black Ranger. The Black Ranger. I also have one of his pop Funko figures yes. or Funko Pop figures. So he's played with that, and uh, honestly, he he's like the cool dude of the Team X Blades. Uh, yeah, he well, was I'm the saying, coolest Power Ranger too. I mean. Well, that too, but like on Team X Blades, he's the most chill down. Whatever, he's like, you know what, this dude's a jerk, but I love, you know, I just love skating. He created his it. own fighting style, like in real life. Yes, hip hop keto. Yes, like he he did it for the show, and now mm-hmm. he actually does his own. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I know. Yes. That you're no, no, no. You're good. But I love it there. But uh, that opening comes up, so he's going. Brink's going to try to go skate with Team X plays to earn some money to help out his family. He's got to hide that from his friends because he's afraid that you know he's, he's going to the enemy, the yeah, other side. Cheating on his friends. He does make the team. Uh, he throws out the option to his dad, trying to be like, "Dad, I want to help. I'm gonna get this job. I'm gonna do that." And his dad's like, "Great, I love the idea. What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Skating." He's like, "Skating? Really? You just got you know suspended from school for skating? No." So he comes back later. So right now you've got Brink skating, you know, making d- good money, rollerblading, and doing a great job because he's honestly like the best guy in at least their school or their hometown. He's really good, but he's really chill. Uh, his dad goes out and finds him a job because he thinks Brink did not take said job. Brink's got this. He's hiding it from his friends, going to school and all this. Well, his dad gets him a job at the store Pup and Suds where he washes dogs for a living. Fun. Well, first, so he goes to school now. Afternoon goes and watches dogs, then goes to Team X play practice, and then tries to squeeze in and meet his friends at the skate park too. Uh, either way, there's a lot of scenes and a lot of stuff that takes place in the school. There's a lot of skating, you know, as well. Honestly, one of the best probably rollerblading movies ever made. Maybe one of the only ones. But um, it was over, especially for just a made-for-TV movie. It's pretty good, um, especially during the time period. Uh, I love how throughout the movie, though, I do have to say, the relationship with him and his dad grows. His dad finally starts to see him skate. His dad goes to the competition. His dad sees, my son's really good. He's actually a really good dude. My son's a really good son. He's really good. And so their relationship over time bonds. Um, so I just got a couple mem- memorial quotes, or memorable quotes, uh, just to give you an idea of Brink and his slang and then his dad and everything else. Uh, Brink's talking to his friends because they've missed the bus. Now they got to skate across town. His larger fat friend doesn't want to skate across town or whatever. And he's like, when you woke up this morning, did you say to yourself, I'm going to talk today or, or I'm going to talk or today I'm going to skate. So, of course, they put on skates, roll across town. Uh, Brink is also, he says, baking a cake. Well, they're in, uh, what was that cl- class? Homec. Homec. Yeah. They're in Homec together. He says, baking a cake is a lot like friendship. You put a lot of work into it and sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, but it still tastes good. Okay. So I'd say our friendship tastes good. Yeah. Uh, he also says, yeah, I want to win, but no matter what, win or lose, at the end of the day, I'm not you, so it's still a good day. Talking to, of course, evil villain Val with his perfect hair. Uh, and then the last one, they're on the way home, you know, where they're outside, I think. Him and his dad really have a bonding moment, a connection moment. And his dad's like, do we really just, dang- do we just come dangerously close to having a conversation? And Brink says, don't tell mom. And he said, yeah, no point in telling her. Don't want to get her hopes up. Uh, I just love this movie as well as ones that stuck for me. Like I said, I was all into skateboarding, anything like that back in the day. Um, so just seeing this movie and then, I don't know. I love his attitude. I love his personality, how he's just a good dude looking for the best. Him and his friends are just happy-go-lucky kids wanting the best. Uh, there's awesome, I say awesome, pretty good soundtrack for a Disney original movie that's not a musical. Um, I don't remember what the name is. I was going to look it up. I forgot. But like, there's a song back then that I was trying. There's a scene that, you know, it was an emotional rap scene, but there's this awesome scene. Song starts playing in the background, and back then you didn't have the internet or YouTube and stuff to be like song for Brink, blah blah blah. Like you had LimeWire, and I remember typing it in, and you'd get a billion other songs, but not that one. 
But, um, of course, now you just type it in and it pops up on the YouTube. But, uh, yeah, just to love that movie. Uh, it's a high school, typical, like I say, Disney-type movie. But it's just a fun one. Uh, and that's the one I thought about. What did you think about? All right. So, I, this is completely the polar opposite. That's fine. That's completely of, of yours. Our list. You know. um, so, yeah, this is a movie based on high school. I saw it in theaters with Chris Rode. Okay. There's our Chris mention for the week. And... This came out about a month before I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. This movie is called Mean Girls. Okay. That is a very... It's, they might could exist in the same world. I'm not sure. The thing I love about this movie, and I'm a 33-year-old guy who, you know, this is a teen girl movie or whatever, um, but it's insanely quotable. It is. Okay? And this is probably the peak of Lindsay Lohan's career here. Um but just, I quote from this movie. You're saying this is better than Parent Trap? Yes. Are you sure? There's well, two of her in that movie. I don't care. <laughs> this okay. is much better. As long better. as you're saying it, there's two of her and she still doesn't hold I, it. I would double down here. I mean, okay. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, just love this movie. So so many quotes. It's very. I use quotes from this movie all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this girl who has been uh, living with her parents in Africa. Mm-hmm. She was homeschooled by them for years, and then her mom got a job at a local college. So they mm-hmm. moved back to the Ameri- uh, United States to America. And Katie's, you know, her name's Katie. She has to go to high school for the first time. She's been homeschooled mm-hmm. her whole life, and so she's literally like a fish out of water here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's walking around the high school, doesn't know anything, doesn't know where anything is. Um, Tina Fey's in this movie She's great mm-hmm. And she meets up With these two uh, You know They would refer, refer to themselves As like the art freaks Or art geeks mm-hmm. Or whatever Who They're trying to explain Everything that's going on In the school You got your jocks You know You got your band geeks You got mm-hmm. your burnouts And then he They're like And you got the plastics mm-hmm. And the plastics Are these three girls Who you know, everything about them is basically fake. They're shiny. You know, they, they'll act nice to your face, but they're going to talk mean about you behind your back. And they come up with the th- um, this plan or whatever to have Katie infiltrate the plastics mm-hmm. um, and try to take them down from within. And she starts to do that, but as she does it, she becomes more and more like them to the point where they end up uh, kicking out the Queen Bee, Regina George, who's one of the great movie villains of For all sure. time. Her, and, her, I won't spoil it, but her demise at the end of the movie yeah. is unexpected, but it's awesome. <laughs> much, much unexpected, mm-hmm. but very awesome. And then Katie takes over as the new Queen Bee. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a great movie about kind of finding yourself and uh, why these things are wrong. But just so many memorable moments in there and just some quotes that I've sure. quoted you probably recently. I'm on an all-carb diet, Karen. You're so stupid. Mm-hmm. I think I said, you know, I'm on an all-carb diet, diet to you earlier this yep. week or la- last week because you're on a no-carb diet, basically. I'm trying anyway. Um, do you want to do something fun? You want to go to Taco Bell? And that's just that randomness, like, going to Taco Bell is fun, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that line. Um, you go, Glen Coco. Mm-hmm. Four for you, Glen Coco. Uh, it's October 3rd, um, and that's, um, you know, one of the boys who's dating Regina um, Katie has a crush on him, mm-hmm. and he she uh, like in the narration portion, she's like on October third. He asked me what day it is. It's October third. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I remember that got celebrated on. Yeah, well, oh. a- every October third, you see a lot of Mean Girls. Did it fall on, on Wednesday last year? Because I want to say it did. On, fall Wednesdays, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Regina's mom. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And you mentioned, you know, this really good, um, this good quote about baking a cake and friendship mm-hmm. with Brink. Well, there's a similar quote. Um, there's a, a crying girl. 
who says, I wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school. I wish I could bake a cake filled with rainbows and smiles and everyone would eat and be happy. And then someone yells, she doesn't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out the kid, her crying girl didn't even go there. She just had a lot of feelings. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Just, I love this movie so much. I have a copy of it with me like almost all the time. Like I have one in my car on DVD. Just in case. Just in case I want to watch it. Um, It's probably weird that I have like this this great obsession with it. But, um, but yeah, just a fantastic, um, fantastic movie. The minor characters in this movie mm-hmm. are just as hilarious as the major sure. characters. Um, Kevin G, Kevin the Poor, mm-hmm. uh, is the mathlete, aka MC. Mm-hmm. Like he he does this great rap, and you know he's kind of you know trying to be streetwise, and yo yo all you suckers MCs ain't got nothing on me. I mean, um, yeah, just a fantastic movie. Uh, I'll, I'll end with a quote here. Um, Janice Ian is one of the uh, art girls that um, that Katie befriends early in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she says there are two kinds of evil people in the world, those who do evil stuff and those who see evil stuff being done and don't try to stop it. And that's I think that kind of you know sets up the world too. So Yeah, that's good. I, I love this movie. It connects to school because it's set in a high school. And, it is. Um, and it's honestly pretty... It's a little extreme but like at certain moments, but it's pretty close in a lot of things. Of like, I remember going to high school in different different things that happened in that movie maybe not identical but like you still get that vibe of it it doesn't seem unrealistic when you're seeing these things the most unrealistic part is well maybe not unrealistic i guess but uh when they have a drag out knockdown brawl the entire junior girl class Mm -hmm. to the point where like one of these uh nerdy boys calls them mom can you pick me up i'm scared yep and one swings at the principal. He's like, heck no. I didn't leave the south side of Chicago for this. Yep. Hits the uh, fire uh, alarm and the water sprinklers come out. He's mm-hmm. like, all junior girls to the gym immediately. And it's so fun, so fun. Uh, who uh, who plays is, that principal? Um, <sighs> he was on uh, Saturday Night Live. He was. I see him and right now. I, I see him now. He's uh, the principal in Goldberg's. Yeah. The and, show. and Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Right. He also had a, um, a guest spot in season two of The Office. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played his role just fantastically as well. I mean, just... It's a rated PG thirteen movie. There's, um, you know, no nudity or anything, but there is some language. So uh, I would advise against it if you have young children or whatever. But uh, I think it's a hilarious movie. It is. Love the movie to death. You know what I have to say about your top movie choice? What do you have to say about my top movie? Is it Fetch? That is so Fetch. That is so Fetch. Stop trying to make Fetch happen, Kyle. It's not going to happen. It literally just happened. <laughs> if, if you guessed it before I said it, it happened. Apparently, fifteen years later, it happened. So last yeah. year at my work at Airflow Products. Fetch started happening in the office. They started trying to get it. Since you're cutting back on your diet and stuff, I have to ask, is butter a carb? No, it is not. (laughs) That's a quote from the movie, though. (laughs) Yes, but now we know. Oh, gruel. All right, let's (laughs) let's head into our final question or final topic, songs. Songs that remind us of going back to school. I have no idea what you're going with here. I hope you didn't steal mine because mine's not typical of me, but... There's one that hit me that I knew from the soon as you said it was going to be mine, and then I changed it. Okay. Uh, Back to School by the Deftones. Okay. Because it literally starts off the song saying, back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, reading the rest of the song, I was like, I don't know if I really can do a whole big you know, talk about this. And then also turns out like Deftones hated that song. Okay. So it's like, if you're going to hate your song, I'm not going to talk about it. Like It was one that the record company, you know, pretty much told them they had to put on the record uh so they did that so i changed it okay what you got we're going to be friends by the white stripes okay good do you know that song i don't i bet you do 
I probably do. Maybe I do. I mean, sometimes you know songs, but you don't realize you know songs. It's one of those ones that stuck in my mind. Is like, oh, that was in Juno. I know that. Turns oh. out it wasn't. It was in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I know that. Fall movie. is here. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, they're heading to school. I love the how this song is super innocent. Uh, a lot of songs might would start innocent but take a dark turn or you know a more mature turn. No, this entire story is about this little boy who's heading off to school. He's back to school again. He's got his new sneakers on. Uh, along the way, he picks up Susie Lee. Uh, she's meets her, and so they start going. They literally get on the ground, start playing with bugs in the park on the way to school. They get dirty. They get to school. They're one of the first ones there. They clean up. They go into school and learn stuff. He talks about how the day flies by, and then he goes home and talks about how that night as he's laying in bed, he starts thinking about all these things that are running through his head mm -hmm. uh, from the day, and he just knows that he's going to be friends with Susie Lee. The entire time he's talking about, he just knows that they're going to be friends. He says, I just know we're going to be friends. Uh and so he even talks, but finishes off song is like knowing he's going to meet Susie Lee, know he's going to walk with her again the next day. Uh, to me, I just love how innocent the song is. Uh, I love how it's just fun. There's nothing crazy about it. Uh, and like I said, there's no dark part. It's just a fun, happy song. It just it's a story telling about these, you know, this little kid going to school, walking by himself to school. Uh, I did some research on it because I didn't have a clue much more about it. In 2017, I think it's like the 20th anniversary or whatever for White Stripe stuff. Uh, they turned this into a children's book okay. and put it out there. Uh, the illustrator, it was illustrated by Eleanor Blake, who's also an illustrator slash animator for Ren and Stimpy and Pee, and Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay. Uh, looking at it, it, honestly, it's really cool. I pulled it up because with Ren and Stimpy and honestly Pee Wee's Playhouse, I was expecting a little on the crazy side, but it's not. It's done in a cool way, almost a little bit 3D, like where there's layers and like some realistic aspects. Um, but they really just made it into a, a cool children's book. They used like the reddish white tones that uh, the white stripes were known for at the time in their music videos and everything else. They did that. I just love it. I, it's a fun, cheerful song. I listened to it on the way to work today. Turns out, uh, multiple people have covered it. Bright Eyes has covered it. John, um, man, what's his name? John Mayer? No. And I don't even know if it's John. Anyway. Uh, anyway, it's a lot of other famous people have, have covered it, uh, it's just a cool song, happy song, and it's just a cheerful song. So I was, I was a lot more happy with that choice than my previous one. Awesome. How about you? Well, uh, this wasn't the first song to come to mind. I think the first one was like School's Out for the Summer. Like That's the typical yeah. one you think of. when you. And I just wasn't very familiar with that song. You know, didn't really have a good connection with that song. But this song came out, I believe, uh, the summer of 2002. Mm -hmm. And it's by John Mayer, No Such Thing. Okay. And it was one of his early, early hits. Um, this was, like I said, definitely the song I wanted to use here. It was his response to the standard high school practice of guidance counselors telling students to stay inside the lines and when it's instead to better follow the path you want and not do something you might like to do just because the odds aren't in favor of it. Mm -hmm. um, the song, this song is perhaps, you know, the most autobiographical um, of John Mayer's because he didn't go to college right away, unlike his classmates. He worked at a gas station for six months to save up money for a guitar. And then he eventually went to school for about six months at the Berkeley College of Music before dropping out to move to Atlanta to begin a career in music. And the song is sung from the perspective of a soon-to-be high school graduate. Uh, the song you know, starts out with, uh, Welcome to the real world, she said to me, Oh, I know this song. So I, didn't know the, yeah. I didn't know the name. Of yeah, condescendingly. She's like, take your seat and take your life and plot it out in black and white. And um, you know, he's frustrated with that typical path of high school, college, and career that the adults in the song endorse. Um, the song's refrain goes like this. They love to tell you, stay inside the lines, but there's something better on the other side. 
and um, you know he uh, just goes on and forges his own path. And he says at the end of the song, um, you know, I just can't wait to my ten year reunion. I'm going to bust down those double doors, and when I stand on these tables before you, you will know what all this time was for. And I remember listening to this song when it was released around the same time I'm getting all these same speeches because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life uh, as a sophomore junior. And now, you know, back then and even now, you got to have a plan. Like They mm-hmm. put you on like a career plan. Like, are you going to be in medical or are you going to be in engineering or education or whatever? And I had no clue what I wanted to do. Well, professional podcasting didn't even exist back then. No, it didn't. So how would um, they know what you wanted to do? You know, and at this point, I wasn't even announcing. Mm-hmm. So, no, I... I didn't know I had a you know a gift to announce people as they come out for basketball or softball games. I didn't I mean, know I wanted to sell air filters for a living, but here I am. So I remember really relating to this song and the message that went with it. And as much as I enjoy what I do now mm-hmm. and the path I took to get here, there's a part of me that wishes I would have tried to forge my own path a little more, um, just like this song. I feel like when I have kids, I'm going to push that on them. Um, I don't. I say push it. I would at least allow them to try to go out and do some crazy things. Like it was just, especially when we were growing up at the graduation time. Like you said, it was very structured. Of well, obviously you go to college next. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're going to the military. Like yeah. that's literally your options. And if you didn't, people frowned upon it. And it, yeah, and it's crazy. Like it was seen as a big deal to go to college, and it's one of the reasons. You know, I'm I'm really ashamed of it now. I should have gone to JCC for the first two years. One to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, as the biggest reason. But I kind of looked my nose down at community college. I thought I have to go to a, a, a sure. big – I got to go to a, like an actual college is how I put it. And in the process, I took a long, you know, a longer path mm-hmm. that ended up costing me and still costing me more money mm-hmm. um, to get where I'm at now. Um, well, I went to JCC and like I went to a community college and I just figured like I didn't see it as a super horrible thing, but I was just like, well, this is all I'm doing. I didn't see it as I'm going to college. I saw it as – well, at least I'm doing this versus, you know, I didn't, you didn't achieve that grand university level of what people expected out of you and everything else. I urge students nowadays to, if you don't know what you want to do in life, go to community college, yeah. you know, try, maybe you'll find something there. Or if what you want to do in life doesn't require a college degree, then go seek your dream out. For sure. Um, and I hope you surround yourself with people who will support you. Um, this is something we love to do. I mm-hmm. wish this existed 15 years ago. Um, you know, this is something I would have wanted to do. I know you had like radio broadcasting stuff, sure. but that stuff didn't really it's interest different. me that much. It's different. Um, where we couldn't talk about what, what you want to talk about. You have to talk about what like radio, else radio DJing. I mean, the, the two main talk shows were going to be sports and politics. Mm-hmm. And I could talk about sports. I don't want to talk about politics, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, this is more fun to me where yeah. this, this is a better path. And, um, you know, the song, like I said, I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just basically what you make of it. And, well, I remember like, my friend Brandon Evans, uh, he went to college for maybe a semester or, or maybe half a year, and he dropped out. And I remember thinking then, like, that's a horrible decision. He's dropped out of school. What's he going to do now with the rest of his life? Because it was instilled in us so much that this is what you had to do. Mm-hmm. And then if it wasn't for that, though, it wasn't for him going out and just started working and making money and working that way, he realized years down the road, I really want to be a police officer. Yeah. And in that, he finally went back and became a police officer, but he didn't waste a bunch of money going to school for random years and just struggling through just because that's what you're supposed to do and then not end up using it. So um, don't get me wrong. I think colleges are great, and I think uh, for some people it's the perfect thing. Absolutely. Uh, and it's the only thing, you, you know, if you know exactly what you want to do in college, you need it, by all means do it. Go for it, absolutely. Uh, 
but also don't don't I don't say that as a reason to just be slack and don't do anything. But like if you feel called to do something different, don't be afraid to give it a shot. And don't let people tell you that your path, you know, your tip, you know, is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. If you know of something you want to do and you know there's a path for it that doesn't include the typical or mm-hmm. um, cliched way of going through things, you don't have to go through all the hoops. Just make forge your own path, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, legally, anyway. legally, at least. Try not to forge it illegally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say just make sure you're able to support yourself. Make sure you mm-hmm. understand everything that goes along with it. But um, in life, you know, life is only here for a snapshot. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only here for just a just a vapor. You know, as the Bible says, mm-hmm. and then life is gone. You know, do make some, the most out do of something it. that. Yeah, that you can make the most out of, for sure. I know you've been looking at your schedule lately, kind of going through and cleaning some things out. I feel like that's something we all should do. And I know we go from talking about back-to-school fun things, but to kind of round up this thing is, you know, I think that's something we need to all do. Because as we get older, especially, but just as you get busy with life, you know, your schedule gets packed up full of things. And the next thing you know, you're doing a bunch of things, but you're not really living at that point. You're just filling out a schedule and fulfilling your duties. Um Anyway, you know, in in life, um, and this is something I guess to tie it back to you know school. Um, it's something that I learned in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tend to try to be a servant. You know, I try to serve people. Sure. And there's different ways of doing that. You know, it's not just like waiting on them hand and foot or doing, but um, serving them by using your gifts. I feel like we have the gift of being able to talk about stuff. And we're slowly um, getting a little better at it. Yeah. I think. Or the gift of making funny videos, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't think they're that funny. They're really <laughs> not. But I but, think um, it's just our reaction. But it's our, our our humor, um, you know. But use that gift. Yeah. And you know, and you whatever can, your gift and you is, can use, use it. You can use it to serve people, and that, that's pretty awesome. So, um, we do have a, a few responses when we put it, put it out last week. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, Hunter uh, Hunter Batten said super bad as a movie. True. That's a great one. Uh, Kevin Savini mentioned Saved by the Bell and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Saved by the Bell really came to mind for me. I'm but I really was... shocked neither one of us went with Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. But I just that was a li- couple of years, I think, before us. Well, see, my sister's five years older than me. Right. So she loved Saved by the Bell. So living in a house especially, you know, you didn't have tons of TVs at the time. Right. I watched what she watched. Uh, my uh, co-worker, Laura Warren, mentioned Stand and Deliver and Mr. Holland's Opus. I love Mr. Holland's Opus. I, to be fair, I don't know why I didn't choose Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, here's one that I, I considered for uh, movies. Julie Stewart mentioned Breakfast Club. That's another great one. And that's a really good one. She also mentioned Clueless and Mean Girls and Dazed mm-hmm. and Confused. Um, one that I thought about after the fact um, is an episode that we're actually recording, Dead Poet Society, would yes. fit well in this theme. Since we had you know recorded or worked on that, I didn't want to choose it. That is probably my favorite movie of all time, but uh, didn't go that route. But all those are awesome choices. It's cool to see people say things, and all of a sudden it click in your mind and be like, crap, why didn't I think of that? Uh, I love those. Do you have any more else with the Twitters? No, that's all we have from uh, from the Twitter uh, for, uh, the, for this topic. I've got some from the Facebook and from the Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Jonathan Butler says he remembers after school watching TRL. That was the good old days. I feel like a lot of us did that, especially if we had the ability to watch TRL. I didn't. Yeah. But you know songs. But um, I remember that being a thing that you, you know, you didn't do that necessarily before. But I remember being middle school and somewhat of high school. You started talking about that with friends and you would go home and vote online if you could. Um, I remember my friend Michael Thompson, you know, talking about voting for corn or Lint Biscuit. And at the time, you could only really call in and vote for one. And so I remember being ashamed that, like, I voted for Britney Spears and not corn. So, I, of course, I lied about it to him. But, Michael, sorry, I voted yeah. for Britney Spears. Uh, next, Chris Road. Here's another honorable mention for Chris Road. It says, Grease is probably one, if not the top, of his favorite movies of all time. 
He can quote and sing all the songs, not to mention it shows all the emotions of high school. In his opinion, it even translate well, translates well to current student age problems. And I think it's true. Uh, you think back about a lot of the problems are still, no matter what time period you're going through, are very similar type situations. Uh, Daniel Taylor says, Danielle Taylor, uh, Buffy Vampire Slayer, who Pierre Bone loved. Yes, him. he sure uh, did. Loved him some Sarah Michelle Gellar now. He did. He had a calendar of her and everything in his classroom. Uh, Boy Meets World, which obviously is a great one, but since we had already, we already done a whole episode, it, yeah. I didn't want to choose that one. Uh, this, As far as songs, these are things that come. This is how we do it. That this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And then she also chose a movie that I love well. It's t- love too, but it also makes me think about schooling. Space Jam. Fantastic movie. Uh, Fantastic soundtrack. S- soundtrack, one of the greatest of all time. I know you know we possibly will do a soundtrack episode at some it's point. It's going to be on the list. Spoiler. It's got to make the list. Uh, she also mentioned Dangerous Minds. Uh, Brandy Taylor mentioned a, v- a variety of things. Macarena, Sailor Moon. Love Sailor Moon. I'd forgotten about somewhat of Sailor Moon. Uh, Good Charlotte, Grease and Grease 2, Electric Slide, Evanescence. Uh, and then Instagram, we had Nicole Ashley, uh, possibly, you know, that's how you pronounce her name. Possibly, I think. Uh, screen name, username, Ashley Nikki says, hers is the Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus is fantastic. I don't know how I didn't think about Magic School Bus. I don't um, know. Magic now, School Bus. I think I thought about it once I talked with her more because she sent me a message on Instagram. We talked back and forth about it. She says she actually loves the remake. Uh, they did a remake not too long ago. Uh, but she says it opened it up where she can share it with her kids and reinvite them into that world of the Magic School Bus. That's really cool. Uh, I feel like between the Magic School Bus and Wishbone and possibly Reading Rainbow, I learned a lot of things in my life, or at least a lot of things I know came from those things. TV taught us a lot. It did, for sure. Uh, but she mentioned, which I didn't know, but Kate McKinnon is the new Miss Frizzle. That's cool. That's really it cool. Is. Uh, she explained to me, though, that the OG Frizzle is still Miss Frizzle, but Kate comes in, at, well, real world Kate voicing new Miss Frizzle is actually OG's Frizzle's sister, who okay. now takes over the class. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I, I honestly want to check it out now because I think Kate McKinnon is hilarious. Uh, if I won't bash the new Ghostbusters, but she was my favorite part of the entire Ghostbusters. Like She was just hilarious with her randomness throughout the entire scene. I'll bash the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Uh, but I think that wraps it up on our summer back-to-school, not summer, but back-to-school episode. Uh, song, movie, TV kind of list. Uh, you got anything else out there you well, want to... How can people reach us if they want to submit their you know, uh, submissions for topics like this. Probably right? a telephone, handwritten letter, no, a no, bird. No, no, of course not. No. Although, if we do get a carrier pigeon, we want to talk to you a little more. Sure, for sure. <laughs> Find out how, you know, we'll interview you. That'll yes. be our show one week. Bring your pigeon. Uh, yeah, bring your pigeon. We'll interview him too. Or her. Sure. So, shout it out. You're good with these names. I forget them. Well, Facebook.com slash what the what media, what the what media on Instagram, WTW underscore media on Twitter. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, our questions that might come out. I know um, when we record next week, we'll probably have two questions going out because we'll record back-to-back episodes. Um, but, yeah, that's how you can reach us yeah. on the social medias. And at some point, we're going to put these audio uh, clips on YouTube. The YouTube. And that might be something that comes out next month. Where, Possibly. you know, if you're just big on YouTube and you want to watch a screen of, you know, whatever Kyle puts up and then listen to us on YouTube, that'll be fine too. But we'll... You and know. honestly, most days I turn on YouTube anyway. 
because there's a lot of podcasts that I listen straight off of YouTube, yeah. and some YouTube, have videos, some don't, but I just turn them on and start working, and so they're in the background. YouTube but. is a daily app for me. so For sure. Um, but that's all we have this week. That's it. We're thankful uh, that we had the chance to do this with you again. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we'll see you next time on What the What. What the What? Bye. Bye.